Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and of course, thank you to Soundtrap and to Podbean for helping me bring you these episodes of Messy Closet. This is the first official Hollywood Wednesday where I'm going to do deep dives into Hollywood history, not just the 70s, but the 60s, 50s, and earlier. I am a history buff. Ancient history is my favorite, but Hollywood history is so interesting and deep and dark and has twists and turns, so I'm excited for this. I hope you are too. The first part of Hollywood history is that today is Drew Barrymore's birthday. She's 48. She is a Pisces, and her birthday is one year and one day before Tina, who you've heard me speak about on a few podcasts, and my birthday was the Aquarius portion of February. So we are all about one year apart, and aside from me probably having seen a lot of her movies, Tina and I, I have a couple of stories very relevant to Drew Barrymore with me and Tina. So if you don't know the history behind Tina and I, our moms were pregnant together. Our fathers are best friends from the 1950s. So the late 1950s when they both came here by boat, like off the boat Italians, and they lived in Harlem and they were in the same neighborhood as West Side Story, which was the 1961 film starring Rita Moreno that was originally filmed in the park that they played in, that fenced-in yard that was in the first, or fenced-in, is it a yard? I guess it's a playground that was blacktop. That area, that was a block that my father lived on, and he swears his building is in that opening scene. So they go back to the 50s. Tina and I go back to 1976, but we actually say 1975 because we're friends from the womb. And like I said, tomorrow's actually her birthday. So happy early birthday, Tina. And there's a couple of memories with uh, Drew Barrymore movies. So one was just a very typical night in where we went to Blockbuster and rented Never Been Kissed and stayed home with Domino's and <laughs> it's like, you know, ice cream and stuff and did like a total girls night in. And that film, that was out in 1999. So yeah, we were like your typical 90s girls that absolutely loved all of the, the Drew Barrymore films and the romantic comedies. But before that, in the Bronx, on Tremont Avenue, we saw E.T. starring Drew Barrymore. It's the first movie that Tina and I ever saw. Before that, we went to see Drew Barrymore in E.T. It's the fall of 1982. We're on Throgsneck Boulevard or somewhere at, at the Throgsneck Theaters. And we went to see E.T. So her and I were both six years old and we went in, her father, my father, they sit down with four seats and they get us the popcorn and the whole deal. And as soon as we saw the ETs, like the spaceship come down and all of the ETs emerge from the ship, we both screamed as loud as we could, jumped into the air, landed on like our respective father's laps, wrapped our arms around their necks and like watched the whole movie that way. And then of course, 
we went to the McDonald's on Tremont Avenue that is still there, but it was, you know, decorated old school with the yellow, orange, and brown stripes everywhere. And that is when McDonald's was totally at its peak for us in the 80s. We loved it so much. It really, truly, truly was a treat back then. But that is our Drew Barrymore memory. And happy birthday, Drew. Your 40s is a weird time, but it's probably one of the most awesome times I've had in life recently. I don't know. I love this decade. I hope she does too. She's killing it with the Drew Barrymore show, so I hope to see that going also. It's just, she's a lot of fun, and I've always enjoyed everything she's done. I love her Flower by Drew makeup and all of her decor and, and kitchen items and paint. She's really got... A great lifestyle brand and I just have always enjoyed her so it's kind of cool to share a birthday month with the fabulous Drew Barrymore also her cookbook rebel homemaker is amazing and I love the recipes in it she wrote the book with another chef her name Mar Valdez and they really came up with an incredible cookbook together and she had written in like I part of the book that she believed that there was one recipe that was literally just life-changing for you and I found that one in her book because it was so different and delicious and it's this seared halibut in a saffron broth and it's probably one of the most amazing things that I've ever cooked out of a cookbook I absolutely love it because most of my recipes are things I've known for years and years and I have a huge collection of cookbooks and Drew and Pilar, your cookbook is there, and that's one of my favorite recipes. So go out and get that cookbook because it's got some really amazing stuff, really amazing recipes. Drew Barrymore has a lot of other books. She's got Wildflower that was published on October 27, 2015, Find It in Everything, published in 2014, Little Girl Lost, published February 1st, 1990, and Beyond the Canyon, inside epic california homes i didn't know about that book so she's done like so much besides all of these movies she's got firestarter and 50 first dates the wedding singer which is one of my favorites her and adam sandler really like are just a great comedy duo i think and if you've never seen the musical i did have a chance to see it on broadway i thought it was absolutely fabulous even though drew barrymore and adam sandler both were not in it but still a fabulous musical and obviously her list of credits is absolutely incredible besides the drew barrymore show and drew's news she's the executive producer of princess power the stand-in there was a charlie's angels in 2019 where she was the executive producer as well as the two movies in 2000 and 2003 and there was also eight episodes of a charlie's angels tv series in 2011 not to be confused with the original charlie's angels series in the 70s and she is the executive producer on he's just not that into you and producer of fever pitch with jimmy fallon so she's done so many things shoot to kill she was the executive producer on that tv series and she's just you know i think an all-around 
really talented, interesting person that brings a lot of color and joy to the world. I got a little trivia and some great facts off of her IMDb page, and here's the trivia fact. When she found out that a 23-year-old girl wanted to be on MTV's I Want a Famous Face in 2004, I did not know the show existed, and have cosmetic surgery to look like her, she contacted the girl and successfully convinced her not to have the surgery. I think that that's so great because you can't look like someone else ever. You will always look like you, even with the plastic surgery. IMDb also gives a really famous quote of hers, and this says, I know certain actors are totally screwed up on drugs, and yet it gets covered up. Why wasn't I excused for exhaustion or the flu? Her willingness to be so open about her life through fame that we all thought was so amazing, and I'm sure probably it still is, you know, to a certain degree, but everything has its flaws and its drawbacks because everyone's normal, whether it's millions of dollars or poor, we still have problems and issues and traumas and things. And, you know, she's spoken on Howard Stern about her relationship with her mother and all of the things that have helped shape her life. And now she's one of the most popular talk show hosts. And yeah, her show, her show is just a lot of fun. It's just um, incredible. And if she ever gets to hear this, I want her to know that my best friend and I, who were born in the same month as her, but one year later, our first movie we ever saw together was E.T. And we are still friends and we still talk about it all the time. Happy birthday, Drew. I hope it's a good one. I want to go deeper into Hollywood history, and I found out that on February 1st, 1887, Harvey Wilcox of Kansas subdivided 120 acres of land that he owned in Southern California, and he started selling it off piece by piece as a real estate development, and this real estate development has become modern-day Hollywood. On February 12th, 1914, The Squaw Man, which is the first feature-length film shot in Hollywood, directed by Cecil B. DeMille and Oscar Apfel, is released in the United States. On February 5th, 1919, Hollywood film studio United Artists is founded by Charlie Chaplin, Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, and D.W. Griffin. In some theater history, in 1858, on February 22nd, Dion Buchholz's play Jesse Brown premiered in New York City. In 1934, It Happened One Night opened at New York City's Radio City Music Hall, and this was directed by Frank Capra, and it starred Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert, and it won an Academy Awards Best Picture for Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay in 1935. Also on this day in 1935, The Little Colonel, starring Shirley Temple, Lionel Barrymore, and Bill Robinson premiered, and this was the famous stair dance with Hollywood's first interracial dance couple. In 1951, 
all about Eve won for best film at the BAFTAs. This is the fourth annual BAFTAs British Film and Television Awards. Side note, can we talk about how stunning Catherine, the Princess of Wales, was in that white Alexander McQueen gown that she had refurbished or re redone, recycled, upcycled, whatever she did, the gloves, the Zara earrings, she was a vision. If you've never seen All About Eve, it's a 1950s drama. It's two hours and 18 minutes long. It received 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 87% of Google users liked the movie. And it was just absolutely an amazing movie. It's starring Betty Davis and Margot Channing, and it has the famous line, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Looking through some more Hollywood birthdays, I found out that it is also Steve Irwin's birthday today. So happy birthday wherever you are watching over your beautiful family. I really, really loved Steve Irwin so much. And sadly, this is the day that we lost Andy Warhol in 1987. It's me up because I'm looking on the website onthisday.com and I'm looking for all of the Hollywood history and it's got all these things in the 40s and everything is really nice and you know really sweet and then it's got all these marriages and things and divorces in the 90s and later on so 1991 American actor Bill Bixby weds Laura Michael and this was a big deal because he was 57 and she was 32 at the time I'm really not big on an age difference thing. I really don't care. That stuff does not bother me at all, if you wanted my opinion. In 1997, Jennifer Lopez, when she was 27, weds Ohani Noah on the grounds of a friend's Miami home, and they divorced in 1998. I completely forgot about that. I'm like all on the Benefer kick right now. In 1996, Holly Berry files for divorce from David Justice. In 2008, Baywatch actress Pamela Anderson divorces Rick Solomon due to irreconcilable differences after only two months of getting married. I'm sure that, I still haven't had a chance to see her documentary and read her book, but I'm sure that that's in there. And you know I am totally a Pamela Anderson fan. So let me just ease into conspiracy theory thursday with this little bit of news on this day in 1997 because there are so many conspiracy theories out there about certain celebrities having clones or being clones and a couple of them have actually stated that they have clones to do everything I saw an interview with Janelle Monet, very interesting, and she said, oh, I have a clone to go to work for me and a clone to do red carpets and this, that, and the other thing. So I don't know why she said that. I saw it on TikTok somewhere. I don't know if she was being serious or, you know, being funny, but it is a conspiracy theory out there. And she said it with a straight face, but you know, some people just have that sense of humor and she's an actress. So I thought it was interesting because on this day in 1997, the team of British scientists cloned Dolly the sheep, the first adult mammal.
I remember the newspaper article, not the online article about it, but the actual printed newspaper article about Dolly the Sheep. Also, in 1980, during the Winter Olympics, against the backdrop of the Cold War, the U.S. ice hockey team defeated the favored Soviet Union team in one of the greatest upsets in the history of Olympic Games, and that is just ironic to me as we are coming up upon the one-year anniversary of the Ukraine War and I was watching a little bit of an interview with a woman from Ukraine who had said, you know, this war had been brewing for years and years and it's just bigger now, like the world is seeing it now in, in not so many words. And this is something we all need to pay attention to because it just brings me back to those Cold War days. It's we, we grew up worried about this but not truly living through it and then when the Iraq war hit that to me was scary enough but this is just as bad if not worse I just wish it was over but that's what this whole 1980 hockey thing reminded me of and then in 1950 Julius Irving who was one of the most colorful and exciting figures in basketball during the 70s and 80s. Well, he was born as well. So happy birthday. In 1932, the Purple Heart, which is given to soldiers wounded in battle, honoring bravery in battle, which was instituted by George Washington in 1782, was revived and awarded for those killed or wounded in battle against an enemy. My great uncle had a Purple Heart in World War II from the Navy, and it's a story for another time, but he did receive a Purple Heart for bravery in battle. And this is the conclusion of the first Hollywood Wednesday here on Messy Closet Podcast. And if you have anything from Hollywood that you want me to do a deep dive into and come up with, I mean, some crossover into conspiracy theories and some crossover into true crime. So Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are anything can be interchangeable, but I will try to stick to the facts and the relevancy of those titles and schedules with the podcasts. If you're in the mood, give me a follow on Instagram at Messy Closet Podcast or on TikTok and Instagram as Roseanne Carlo. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet, where I get to bring you a little bit of the magic of Hollywood because even though it may have its faults, it's got a lot of magic to it as well. And I'm really pleased that I'm able to share this with you. Also, I probably am about to hit 30,000 downloads on Messy Closet and that is because of all of you who have taken time to listen and tune in and talk to me via you know, comments or just give a like or a follow to the podcast. I appreciate you all so much more than you will ever know. And, just, you know, I'm hoping that I can bring you 
the best that I can. I strive to do that all the time. So once again, thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.